This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is your warning. Today is April Fool's Day. Do not fall for anything. I also don't think you should prank people today. There's enough stuff going on in the world. Yeah. We, sh- we should just be just everything is a prank that everything in the world today is a prank. <laughs> we don't need pranks. Although I did think of what would be a really, really good April Fool's Day br- prank. What? I sent my dad a jigsaw puzzle. I already know what you're going to say. And I should have, instead of having Amazon deliver it right to his house, I should have had him deliver it here and then take one piece out. It would have driven him Nuts. That is so mean, but also really funny. Somebody on Instagram, somebody that I follow on Instagram, just posted a picture of a completed puzzle with one piece missing. Oh, that's and, the worst. And they said they took a picture of the missing piece and sent it to an email address they found on the box and hopefully hopefully they'd be able to replace it. I but anyways, that would have been a great April Fool's Day joke. Yeah, that's pretty solid. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for T-Bird, who is organizing the hospitals and the medical centers and the restaurants to get all the food to the third shifters. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my very, very incredibly soft sweatshirt. There's nothing better than a soft sweatshirt. You do love coming home from work and getting cozy. Oh my gosh, it is my favorite thing ever. Like I'm in pajamas within under five minutes of when I get home. Yeah, especially now because uh, we're, we're trying to be really mindful of the flu, the COVID thing, the coronavirus, the virus. And so Callie comes in and immediately goes to our washing machine and dumps whatever she's wearing into the washing machine. It's true. I do. And then gets dressed in her pajamas and and is totally cozy. Sometimes you would have lunch or something in your work outfit, but nope, not anymore. Not anymore. I came across an article And the title of it grabbed my attention, but there's like an explainer that needs to go with it because the title of it sounds very anti Callie and Jeff. The title of it, and this is from Psychology Today, is It's Okay Not to Feel Grateful Right Now. Okay. That is basically 180 degrees from our mission. Exactly. But here's why I want to talk about it, because it talks about a very specific kind of gratitude. And this is something that we've talked about on the show before about what not to do. And Jeff says as a blanket statement, there's not a wrong way to do gratitude. Meaning when he says that he means there's no thing too big, no thing too small to be grateful for. Right? Like, cause a lot of people get hung up on, well, I can't think of anything or this is too small or that seems stupid or Or, whatever. Or also at a time like this right now, when everything seems to be going as bad as it could possibly go, you might say there's nothing to be grateful for. So another one of my rules is 
there's nothing too small, meaning if you have a sink to wash your hands in and you have running water coming into your house, then you have something to be grateful for. You know what I mean? So the person that wrote this article is saying, okay, gratitude's great, but not when you're doing guilt induced gratitude, which is really an easy thing to do. Here are some examples of guilt induced gratitude. I should feel grateful because other people have it worse. I should feel grateful because at least I don't have cancer. I should feel grateful because I have support in my life. Like those are, her point is you don't have to guilt yourself into being grateful by minimizing your pain because you don't think it's as bad as someone else's. And I think this falls, you've said this before, that your only gratitude rule is you can't follow I am grateful for with the word, but, or even though, or even though. So I am grateful for the fact that I have running water, even though I know that there are people out there who can't pay their water bill or even whatever. Right. That's not, that's it's so long the same lines. It's undoing it. Yeah. It's undoing and it's making yourself feel bad. So here are some things that, um, signs you are misusing gratitude. One, your your tone is accusatory. Gratitude becomes a rebuke. You you yell at yourself to feel grateful. Um, And you feel like you failed when you struggle to find that gratitude. And using the word should is a key part of that. Number two, you decide you don't deserve to feel pain. You compare your situation to others and conclude that your situation does not warrant painful feelings. Um, And introducing gratitude becomes an exercise in ranking pain. Yeah. Everybody's journey is different. And especially in troubling times, you should not be comparing the path that you're on with anyone else's path right now. Absolutely not. For two reasons. One, uh, because it's, it's just not healthy for you to think that you're above or below somebody else in your anguish. And two, none of us fully understand other people's path. Like nobody completely knows what the person standing next to you is going through. Yes. So don't minimize your journey because there's no way that you know everybody else's journey. And the third thing that um, she says, like for a misuse, misusing gratitude, you try and replace your painful feelings with forced gratitude. Gratitude becomes a way to tell yourself that you're not entitled to your feelings. So I think the theme in all of this is faking the gratitude because you feel like you should feel a certain way, but really that just makes you feel like crap. So don't do that. Um, and here she does say it, gratitude can be life-changing when it's done well. And it's so helpful when we're all in crisis mode, but do it authentically. Like don't tell yourself, Oh, I can't be grateful and be, you know, pissed off. Like I can't be both of those things, which is something, um, that she talks about, but I wanted to give to wrap this up, um, rules of thumb for using gratitude when things are not good. I do think we need to reiterate what you just said. You can feel gratitude, which is a positive feeling at the same time that you're feeling all the negative feelings. 
Like you could wake up in the morning, be crying your eyes out, be scared of what the future is going to bring, be concerned for your friends and neighbors, but you can still be grateful that you have a toothbrush and toothpaste so you can brush your teeth. Right. You're and and you can have in the in the 10 minutes before that you can be as mad as you've ever been and in the 10 minutes after that you you can be as sad as you've ever been. But you're you, they can coexist. They yes. Yes. So that's one of the Simul, things. So, simultaneously. Yeah, which is really confusing because I feel like we think they can't or to be grateful you have to be in this like perpetual state of like you know zen I you think know, like the Dalai Lama or something, but that is not true. I do think there are a lot of people who um, have audiences. I want to say this carefully because I don't, I don't want to insult anyone, but I think there's a lot of people that you can find who try to make everything shiny all the time. Yes. Like it's so unhealthy. And you actually start to feel bad about yourself because you're not 24 seven shiny, shiny. And, and so I think it's important to, to hear what Callie's explaining now, because it's not, it's definitely not shiny. Um, what you need to do is find the shiny moments amongst the, of uh, the dull moments, but it's not going to be, if it's shiny 24 seven, then something's wrong. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. That's not real life. Um, okay. Four ways, kind of like rules of thumb. If you're going to start doing gratitude or if you're having a hard time with gratitude in this time, one, allow yourself to feel your feelings. The first rule of gratitude is to allow yourself to be in pain, even if things could be worse, even if others have it worse, or even if you felt worse in the past. Allow yourself to feel and move through those feelings instead of immediately throwing gratitude at it to make it go away. You cannot successfully shame yourself out of your feelings by telling yourself to feel grateful instead. Amen. Yes. Two, Validate your feelings before you do gratitude, validate your own feelings. Tell yourself that your feelings are okay. Notice them and welcome them. There can be no true gratitude without validation. Um, if you try to force gratitude on yourself before you've validated your own feelings, you could feel like you're being bullied into gratitude with yourself. Like you're, you're bullying, bullying yourself. Yep. I get that. Amen. Uh, <laughs> You're just going to say amen after all of them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Number three, make room for both difficult feelings and gratitude. We talked about that. Um, and then number four, try again later, maybe in a moment of overwhelming hurt, you cannot tap into gratitude, which is fine. When the crisis subsides and things feel calmer, try again to access it in a more healthy way. And I, so give I you, love that. And I can give you a cheat code for number four. If you are in such, if, if your routine is to do gratitude every morning, and you are having such a rough morning that you just can't, your brain won't let you be grateful for something, then don't do it. Just come back to it later that day. Mm -hmm. And here's the cheat code. You can write down later that day or verbalize, however you do your gratitude, you can, it can say, I am grateful that I had the presence of mind not to force it. Yeah, there you go. To let the emotion pass. Uh, all right. I'm going to change subjects drastically. Do you remember when we were trying to get people interacting with the show from all 50 states? Yeah. It, and, and we kind of tabled it um, as 
the virus started to spread because it felt weird because they were announcing like what states the virus is going to. And I'm probably overthinking it. But then we were announcing it just seemed like weird energy. I didn't like the energy around it. But I I found this news article that I had set aside related to the states. And this is pre-virus. It's the most and least stressed states in the country. Hmm. So I just want I want I want to go over these lists real quick, and then I want to open it back up and and see if we can get to our fifty states. Um, the least stressed states. Any idea what the uh, is on the top ten of least Hawaii stress number seven? I thought that would be higher. Nope, number seven. Hmm. You'll never guess number one, but two and three, you bring up all the time. The Dakotas? Yes. That's random. I wonder why. North and South Dakota are uh, number two and number three on the list. Number one is Minnesota, the least stressed state. Hmm. Uh, Have you ever been to Minnesota? I don't think so. I feel like we need to go. Minneapolis Airport, I think. I think it's a hub for somebody or was. So they get been to the airport, but I've never mm. been to the city. Uh, and then Iowa, Utah, New Hampshire, Hawaii, Colorado, Wisconsin, and Maryland. Those are the 10 least Mar- stressed. Maryland shocks me. Well, you're thinking just of Baltimore. I am thinking of Baltimore. And everyone that I know that has spent time in Baltimore is like, I hate Baltimore. Like, well, I think it's the, f- I think there are more people are moving out of Baltimore than any other major city. Like it's the shrinking. Do I know other cities in Maryland? Yes. What are they? Maryland town. (laughs) And then East Baltimore. (laughs) Seriously, what else is in Maryland? And Washington, D.C. is near there. (laughs) I can't think of any other Maryland cities. That's really, we need, we should have someone, if you live in Maryland, call us. But not Baltimore. But not Baltimore. Call us and brag on your state. Yeah. Tell us the greatest things about Maryland and we we shall redeem you from bad stories people like to talk about about Baltimore. Uh, So the most stressed states in the United States, oddly, Alaska. And then I thought, well, it's always cold. Yeah, I would be stressed if I lived there, but it's always cold in Minnesota. Right? Not Alaska cold. Alaska is a special cold. Hmm. Uh, and the number one most stressed state in the United States, uh, Louisiana. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. A lot of pressure to party. New Orleans. Yeah, ben, that must be it. Ben so the Rouge. whole state is just stressed. Also on the in the top 10, Nevada, which is odd. Uh, Kentucky, which is odd. Alabama, Oklahoma. But anyways, so what we are trying to do is get phone calls. Not we don't want you just to call your cousin who lives in a different state and say, call the the uh, show, call Callie and Jeff and leave them a voicemail. We want to know if you listen to this show in a different state. Like we want you to call us at 800-434-5454. Um, I'm going to pull up the the app. I think we are well over 50%. Uh, do, Jeff do you, got really excited because he downloaded an app that has like shade stating. Wow. Has, state shading. Yep. So it's, sh- <laughs> 
that was hard. Um, so it shades the states as we get listeners. And he was very excited about it. And the first day we did this, he had like a printed out color coded map. It was the whole thing. We have 34 of the 50 states already, uh, already covered. So Alaska is not one of those. Very stressful. They could use the upside. <laughs> Please tell your friends in Alaska to, to listen to us. Hawaii, not stressful. They're already practicing gratitude. They already know about the upside. Tell them. There are people for sure. Yeah, those are our people. So if you're listening in Alaska or Hawaii, it would be great to hear from you. Uh, we have not heard from anybody from Montana. We've not heard from uh, North Dakota. We have heard from South Dakota. Uh, we have not heard from Vermont. Call us from Vermont. Send us cheese. Cheese? Doesn't Vermont have like, oh, I'm thinking of Wisconsin. Doesn't Vermont make some sort of crazy awesome cheese? Well, I think there's a Vermont cheddar, but when you think yeah, of Vermont, you be mm -hmm. you should be thinking of maple syrup, especially in the, the spring. I didn't even, I had no clue that was from where maple, you know what we should do? We should put together a list of fun facts about every single state. The quarantine. Like, I did not know that maple syrup, was that a Vermont? The quarantine has really given Callie a lot of time to brainstorm stuff to do. That's what we'll do. Once we get every 50 state, well, it, it'll be malice some food from your state. Oh, that would be fun. You get Wisconsin cheese from Wisconsin and, and, and stuff from North Dakota. <laughs> All right. We have more HR calls because you keep calling. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Emily. I just had to call and tell you about one of my bosses here with me. He has taken it upon himself to walk into my office, pass gas, and then turn around <laughs> and walk away as if nothing has happened. These are some circumstances we're having to work under, but you know what? Our boss is pretty cute, so I guess we'll keep him around. Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye. Hello, I was just calling to tell you guys what my boss has been doing. He, um, I think he's feeling a little neglected. I think he's used to some, some more attention during the workday. Um, and he knows how to open doors. So, so guess who keeps barging in when one of us goes to the bathroom? Our boss. <laughs> Bye. Oh, hello. Today, I had to wipe my coworker's butt after he pooped while I'm on a conference call, while my coworker is saying, do you smell it? Do you smell it? It's so disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. Congrats on the baby. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Debbie. And I just wanted to let you know that my boss jumps on my lap when I'm using the restroom. <laughs> Have a great day. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Rachel. And I was working on a very important project from for work from home this morning, and my boss ran up to me, stuck her head in my crotch, and flipped my laptop over, and yeah, it's been interesting working from home. Have a great day. Bye. I feel like we should just not explain this and just give the phone number out in case this is somebody's first episode. So they're like, what uh, in uh, the world? Who are these people working for? 
800-434-5454. As long as you keep leaving the messages, we'll keep playing them. A lot of boss comments. I don't know if that means that the bosses are really problematic or if the coworkers have just calmed down. But there's not as many coworker calls. But we'll uh, still take them. 800-434-5454. Here are my three random things for today. If you are trying to not touch your face because of coronavirus, which is like the number one thing that they say, wash your hands and don't touch your face. Mm -hmm. Wash your hands, don't touch your face. Well, people on average touch their face 15 times an hour. Whoa. Yep. Okay. So what they recommend you do is pay attention when you catch yourself touching your face, write it down, make a list almost uh, along the same lines of, of creating a food journal. A lot of people don't realize how much they're eating because they do so much like snacking and, oh, I'm just going to have a handful of chips or, oh, I'm just going to have a can of soda or whatever. So they tell you to keep a food journal, keep a touching journal to make you realize exactly how much you're touching your face. Now, my problem with that is I don't think I would know when I'm touching my face. You have developed this weird habit where you like pinch your skin like it's I'm, not that weird. I know what you're talking about. It's because I have a skin thing like under my ear. You do? Huh? I know what you're talking about. What do you mean you have a skin thing under your ear? I have like a weird, I don't know. How it's, long have you had it? Uh, Like a year. I've had it checked out. It's nothing, but it's Does like. Does it itch? It doesn't itch. It just feels weird. How am I just now finding out about you having a weird have, skin I thing? I have like one under each ear. What? Yeah. Is it like a skin tag? No, it's like, um, like it feels like, like a those... zit, but it's not. It's like, I forget what my dermatologist said. It was like. Is it like one of those crazy way under the surface of your skin pimples that hurt like mad? Um, It doesn't hurt, but you can like feel something there. So it feels like it's a bump. So I feel like I have like a zit to pick, but th it feels like there's like a blackhead stuck under my skin, but it's not. I feel like if you become, I think they said it's a, um, I think my dermatologist said it was like, a. um, well, I don't, I don't remember, but it's not a problem. Well, I feel like it's a problem because you should disclose to your spouse. If you become lumpy, <laughs> like if you're developing bumps that are causing you to pull and tug at your skin, I feel like you should come to your husband and go, just so you know, mm. <laughs> Walmart uh, says their sales reports are indicating that Americans don't care about pants. Over the past couple of weeks, as more and more states do lockdowns and tell people to stay at home and work from home, sales both in-store and online of tops have actually gone up. Sales for pants or skirts or anything you'd wear below the waist have gone down. Uh, they can't really explain it other than saying zoom. Yeah. Well, people don't need pants. And uh, somebody responded to this news report that I saw on Twitter. And I am ashamed to admit that I had the same thought the other night. What? I've reached a point. Here's the tweet. Uh, a woman wrote, my boyfriend has been wearing sweats and basketball shorts so much that he started calling regular pants his hard pants. And I, <laughs> I swear 
Uh, two nights ago when I had to go meet T-Bird for the first pizza delivery to the- That you're realizing how uncomfortable your normal clothes are? I put a pair of jeans on and was like, what's wrong with these? These don't feel right. They're so restrictive. And then I'm like, "Mm, no, they're just regular pants. You know what's going to be like a total mind? What? You know what? Um, when we're out of this is by the time we're out of this, I'll be at the point where I'm almost showing. Yeah. And none of my pants are going to fit anyways. Well, see, you're the luckiest person. I, I have something to blame it on. I feel like everybody else on the planet who has been doing the pantsless thing or the sweats or the basketball shorts, like I have, or whatever you've been doing pajama bottoms. I feel like we should all designate a day of the week to go try on our regular pants just to make sure we're not getting too out of control with this quarantine 15. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Someone posted and it was like my friend's mom that always posts memes. It's so funny. Posted something about how if you don't want to get like the quarantine 15, is that what people are calling yeah. it? Yeah. Um, instead of wearing sweats, wear a bathing suit around your house and that will stop the snacking real fast. That's a good point. And put up, <laughs> put, a, put, put a couple mirrors up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the full length, move the full length mirror to your right across from your um, couch or something. Uh, the number one most hated Easter candy. Easter is coming up on the 12th of April. The number one least liked Easter candy, Cadbury eggs. No. Yep. I love Cadbury eggs. I tried my first one, I think last year or the year before and did not care for it. I wonder if my taste buds have changed with it now that I haven't been eating as much like sugar and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. You would. But I used to love Cadbury eggs. You know what? I hate peeps. Peeps is number two on the list. Uh, And then uh, uh, number three, solid chocolate bunnies, which get out Four. Here's the thing. It depends because some of the chocolate bunnies that they make are like plasticky tasting. Like they don't taste like milk chocolate. Those can Go, Go away. away. Uh, you're salty today. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you've almost caught yourself cussing, cussing? a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bunny corn, which I don't know what it is. Um, chocolate crosses. I never really thought of it, but now eating a crucifix seems very not good. Yeah. No. I've never seen a chocolate cross. I don't know. I have. I wonder if I used to get them in my Easter basket. It seems very bad. Um, apparently there's something called hot tamale peeps. Ew. Yeah. Those are on the list. Uh, you can see the full list at candystore.com. That's really gross. All right. Let's say thank you to the advertisers making the show possible this week. We appreciate all of them. I am such a lover of cereal, especially those delicious sugary ones that we used to all have as kids. But the problem is can't eat it anymore as an adult because I've been trying to cut down on my sugar intake. And it's such a bummer because I used to eat cereal all of the time. So I was really excited when I found out about Magic Spoon cereal. Now they claim to be as tasty and delicious as those cereals that we had when we were kids, but without all of the sugar that's in it, they actually um, sweeten it with stevia. So I tried it. 
I absolutely love it. My favorite flavor is the frosted. Sometimes I'll put that in with like the fruity and then eat it with milk. So good. It is keto friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low carb, and GMO-free, and still so tasty. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab a variety pack and try it today. And when you use the code upside at checkout, they're going to give you free shipping. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash upside to grab a variety pack. And then when you use the code upside at checkout, you'll get free shipping. We are now, what, two or three weeks into this lockdown, and maybe some of your kitchen creativity, your pretending to be a TV chef is fading. Get some inspiration from Dinner Affair, the easiest way to feed your family. Family tested, kid approved. All you got to do is go online, go to dinneraffair.com, and pick out your meals. They get delivered right to your door. You prepare and you serve. It's not a meal kit where they make you chop up all the vegetables and act like you're trying to win some cooking competition. It's simple. It's the ingredients broken down so you assemble and serve. And what they do is keep the stuff that maybe not everybody's going to like separate so that you can make it a little less spicy, a little less mushroomy, a little less whatever E. Easy as one, two, three. Pick your delivery date, receive your meals, enjoy. First-time customers are going to save 30 bucks by using the code UPSIDE when they check out. Go to dinneraffair.com. That's D-I-N-N-E-R-A-F-A-R-E.com. Use the code UPSIDE when you check out. If you are feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling like you need to get some good sleep, maybe you want more energy. I don't know. All of those things sound pretty good to me. Now would be the time to try hemp fusion. It is a dollar favorite in our house or a favorite of the dollar house, I guess I should say for CBD. Now, if you haven't tried CBD before and you've been thinking about it, here's why hemp fusion is different because they pair their CBD with omegas, with terpenes, and with other natural ingredients to help you feel 100%. And they do this because CBD works best for your body when it's combined with the other nutrients. So you're really getting the most bang for your buck, and it's really going to work for you if you want to reduce your stress, increase your sleep, um, and also increase your energy. Use promo code UPSIDE for 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to hempfusion.com. That is promo code UPSIDE. It's 20% off your first order plus free shipping when you go to hempfusion.com. I am trying to get more information from my friend about his coworker. Because I would like to. I'm so invested in the story. I want to follow along with this story for the next couple months. But. Uh, a buddy of mine has a coworker who's probably in his mid twenties and, uh, their state last week did the whole, you know, uh, what lockdown thing where, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Shelter in place thing. So, and this guy is a non-essential employee. He's able to work from home. So he had, he was going to be locked up at home. He had been out on two or three dates with a woman who also was a non-essential employee. So she was instructed to work from home. Neither one of them had family in the city. So they decided that she would move into his apartment after three dates and they would shelter in place for the duration of the quarantine. 
in want because they were worried about being lonely. They had been out on three dates. Now, what are your immediate thoughts? Because I have very strong feelings about this. I actually don't think it's a bad idea at all. Tell me why. Because it's if if you're there by yourself, you're in your 20s and you're an extrovert. I'm not. To me, it sounds like a nightmare. Like being in for an indeterminate amount of time under the same roof, in the same apartment, in the same house with somebody that I've only known for a couple of weeks. Horrifying. I mean, Jeff didn't want me in his space when we were dating until we had been dating like nine months. That's not true. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) true. I just, I, it's just, that's just not it for me, but I know what extroverts are like. I know how you people behave. You like board games and socializing and, and laughing with each other and whatnot and, and stuff. So if, if that's both of their personalities, I don't think it's a bad idea. Here are my thoughts. My thoughts are that there's a couple different outcomes that could come out of this, right? And I'm wondering, are they actually moving in together, like actually together? Or are they like, oh, I'll come over every night and you'll be like my quarantine buddy. Cause that's different. No, she moved in. I asked him that question. So she packed like two suitcases of clothes, brought stuff from her, like all the stuff that she would need and they moved in. So obviously she can go back to her apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and get stuff or whatever, but they are exclusively under his roof. And she, that's, she, that's where they hang out 24 seven. Here's how this could go. Number one, best situation ever. They find out that they're perfectly compatible together. Everything's great. And they rush through the first nine months of a relationship in 30 days, right? Get married, have a, a million kids, amazing and life it, together, yeah. whatever. Yes. That's situation number one, which I think is probably highly unlikely situation. Number two, they're fast forwarding to the part of the relationship immediately where you start to realize what you don't like about people, like what irritates you about them. And it's so annoying. They're like, I can never see you again. And when, once the, the quarantine or whatever lifts, uh, then they never speak again. Never speak again. She says, or he just wakes up one day and all of her stuff is gone and she's gone. Right. And she's gone back to her apartment. Right. Situation number three is they enjoy the honeymoon parts of the beginning of a relationship for the next month. Then the real world comes back and then they realize that their quarantine life was much more interesting than real mundane life. Know what I'm saying? Because right now we have the month of April and it's kind of exciting and they're like camping together and they're hanging out. They're both working from home. Right. So it could be like, it would be like going on your first trip with somebody, you know? Right. And like, it's so amazing, you know, for a week and things are great, but you're also in paradise. And then when you get home and you know, the regular Let's just say routine so- starts going again. It's not so cute. Something happens. Something amazing happens in the next four weeks and we're able to stop the coronavirus in its tracks. And on May 1st, life is restored to normal. They're going to be so bored with each other that they're going to be like, mm. right. Cause it's not all exciting. It's the reason people break up after the bachelor. Like once all the sexiness is gone out of it and like the big house and the fancy dresses and the destination locations, then you're like, oh, 
Real life, okay. not so flashy. So this, so I should reach out and get more oh, information. Five thousand percent. I'm going to need to know how this goes. Okay. I just so this is all right. I just want to make sure it's interesting to more people than just just me. No, totally fascinated. Okay, perfect. I will get more details and update uh, tomorrow or Thursday. Jeff has banned murder shows in our house. Tomorrow or Friday. It's really don't remember what day. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They can all bleed together. Um, Jeff has banned murder shows in our house. Now I am a true crime junkie. Like I love true crime. And also I love like law and order SVU, whatever dateline, all of it. If it's crime related, I like it. And Jeff walked in the other day and said, Hey, I just can't know SVU. I can't handle SVU. I can't. So he's like putting all of these restrictions on my crime watching, which he doesn't, he wasn't even in the room with me when I was watching them. He was in the other room and overheard it and was like, I can't do this right now. There's just a lot of negative energy around media consumption. And so if you have an opportunity to watch friends or family guy or the office or even gossip girl for the 1 millionth time, or the story of, you know, a, a man who kidnapped 20 different people and chopped them up and used their fingers for fertilizer for, you know, whatever. Right, but the upside of that is it didn't happen to us. That's such a stretch of an upside. I'm just <laughs> trying to, to have cleansing energy around the house. Mm-hmm. That's all. Which I do think still is funny, by the way, because your life has not changed significantly. So you say that, but it totally has. Like I have no, I don't, there's nothing like to plan. There's nothing to do. I don't have, it's just different. What were you planning before? Our launch. Okay. That yes. Our website. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sponsorships, partners. Yeah. Running ads to grow the show. Well, we're still doing those. Not really. Just, we're just kind of hanging out. Mm. Just making sure the world doesn't stop spinning. We're kind of treading water right now. Everybody That's what is. it feels like. Yep. We're just like, all right. Kind of tired. Yeah. But and I would like to tread water without the Titanic playing in the background. That's all I I'm can't saying. watch Titanic either. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. It is April 1st. It is a brand new month, which means we have a brand new show closed. Now, are you going to play it now? No, you have to listen to through the voicemails. You'll hear it at the end. Okay, so it is awesome. Um, We both love it so much, and we know that you're going to love it, too. Thank you to Brooklyn Burke for lending us her um, baby giggles for the month of March. We appreciate your hard work, and we will not be paying you at all. Well, we paid her. Didn't we send her um, like a little backyard swimming pool for her oh, we birthday? Did. We sent her a pool for her birthday, but that's not like payment for borrowing her giggles. Hi, my name is Susanna. I am calling to see if you would wish my daughter a happy birthday. We have planned for five years to go to Las Vegas to celebrate her birthday. She'll be 21 on April 1st, and she lives in Atlanta, so we will be away from her on her birthday. I am so sad that this is the way she has had to bring it in. I'm hoping that we'll be able to all replan going to Vegas later in the year. 
So to my daughter, Bella Carrie Carrie, I hope you have the most amazing birthday. You are an amazing child. I love you. And we will do this. I promise we will do this as soon as possible. Thank you. I am trying to do everything right. I'm staying inside as much as possible. When I do have to venture out, I'm being real careful about what I do with my hands, not touching my face. And of course, when I bring something into the house, it gets as sanitized as I can sanitize it. Just want to be healthy, right? Well, you can take care of yourself that same way from the inside out by being properly hydrated. Liquid IV helps with that. One packet of liquid IV powder in 16 ounces of water is going to hydrate you two or three times faster than water alone. It's also going to deliver vitamin C and four different B vitamins right into your bloodstream. There is a reason that Liquid IV is the fastest growing wellness brand. You can find them everywhere these days, but get them delivered right to your doorstep. I just placed an order the other day. Go to liquidiv.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE when you check out. You'll save 25% off. That's liquidiv.com. Promo code UPSIDE for 25% off. Don't wait. Start properly hydrating today. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Elizabeth. Um, I was just calling to say that I am proud of myself because I have been running every day since the coronavirus. So I am happy that I am trying to stay healthy. I tell to myself in the mirror, hey, girlfriend, you rock. But anyway, I love you, Kelly, and I love you, Jeff. I am so, so happy that you guys are going to have a baby. Oh, my God. Bye, guys. Hey, this is Emily. I was dying laughing at the next door and the roommate things. I think maybe Callie was just in a funky mood or something because I was literally rolling, dying laughing. So keep them coming. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jess. It's me, Layla. I'm from Beale. I wonder if it's a boy or a girl. Bye, I love you. Hey guys, it's Ashley. I just wanted to call and tell both of you congratulations on being pregnant. Callie, I hope that you can take care of yourself and maybe not be too anxious during all of this. You have a huge community of people that are thinking about you, praying for you, sending you good vibes, all that. Okay, so try so hard to be grateful and thankful every day for what is happening and just you be super supportive and go get her ice cream if she wants ice cream or more Ritz crackers if she needs Ritz crackers and take care of her. Thanks for everything you guys do. Congratulations again. Bye. Hey, Callie, this message is especially for you. When I was pregnant with my kids, I was sick for a long, long time. Um, but my grandmother gave me the best advice. She told me to suck on those lemon drop candies. So that is something that I've never heard from anybody else. But lemon drop candies are the best to help with nausea. So go find some. Keep them on your nightstand. Keep them in your purse. Never leave home without a lemon drop candy.
Anyways, I'm excited for you, and um, this too shall pass. Hey, guys, this is Lindsay, longtime listener. Um, thank you guys for what you're doing for healthcare workers. I work at the Children's Hospital and just wanted to give you a heads up that this is an amazing thing, and our overnight shift is always forgotten. Well, not always, but most of the time forgotten. Thanks so much for what you're doing. It's amazing, and, yes, they are all working incredibly, incredibly hard. So love to listen to you guys. Keep up the good work. Love you. Bye. Now, I'd be lying if I said the journey had been an easy one. There were some good days, but a lot of not-so-good days. If we take it just one day at a time with a positive attitude, anything is possible.